Oh, sitting down at my desk, I suddenly remember how I ended my recording last week. As good a point as any to pick things back up. So, my and Martin's talk. It sounds like we're a fighting couple. That could not be any further from the truth, though. So, to break any possible tension, my relationship with my evil genius roommate is just fine. We did have a very serious talk about the work we've been doing together and how much I actually know and want to know about what he does. My fears of him being afraid I might blab to someone was completely unfounded. That's not what he was worried about at all. He wasn't sure if he was making me uncomfortable by going too far or something like that. He must have noticed my swinging moods due to, you know, college stress, girl problems, headaches, fights with my psycho killer boyfriend, normal young adult stuff. He interpreted it as me being uncomfortable, and I mean, he's not entirely wrong. We were able to hash it out. I told him I was not uncomfortable with him and just had other private problems. I was actually really interested in his work and just afraid to be kind of annoying about it, I guess. And for it to have been pointless in the end, because I ended up doing nothing with it. Just like with the rest of my education. He totally understood, but we couldn't quite come to a conclusion on how to continue, if I should stay his little Padawan or not. Because he wouldn't want to pointlessly continue it either if I've got so many other things on my plate, so I kind of have to make a decision. I hate decisions. Also, turns out his disappointment was not directed at me either, but rather some problem of his. It's like we're two narcissists, assuming every problem the other one has must be related to us. We're so selfish, honestly. Let someone else take the blame for a change. For him, it was some experiment that wasn't working out for him, but that seems to have gotten better this week. He's much more upbeat, and sometimes when he cooks, it's obvious he can't wait to go back to work. I have offered to take over cooking for once, but he insisted, so no one can tell me I didn't try. It is nice that he's getting somewhere with this project, though. Probably. I mean, he could be working on some evil laser, but, like, what do I care at this point? Rumi happy, Emmy happy. Well, Emmy almost happy. I'm still getting the stupid headaches, which have been getting worse in this past week, and since I'm only moderately prepared for adult life, I obviously don't have proper headache medicine around. But it's mostly fine, and Martin told me those headache killers aren't good for me anyway, so I guess I'll let my laziness and general fear of pharmacists win out for now. Maybe it'll go away eventually. Although, with my track record with that particular way of problem solving, my headache will probably end up taking me to some criminal outings or something crazy like that. Speaking of criminal outings, strangely surprisingly, I have not been to any lately. With me having basically given up on Gordon, and generally in a bit of a mood due to the headaches and my consistently missing sister, I've refused to go to any with him, saying I needed a break and wanted to hang out with my roommate a bit. Which is the most honest thing I've said to him in weeks, even though I obviously hardly hung out with Martin since he is once again super busy. Meanwhile, I had all the necessary time to go through anythings even more. I have managed to get one of my lecturers to give me some extracurricular study on the mumbo-jumbo Innie has in its science reports, which has helped me understand them more, but has brought me no closer to finding out where the hell Innie has misplaced Audrey. I followed up on some other leads about that, which were... arguably fruitful. But first, because we're on the topic and I definitely spent too much time on their website lately, Innie News! <clears throat> In Liverpool, heroes rule, Stargirl makes the fanboys drool, listen up, don't be a fool, listen to the superhero news. Whew. Turns out, if you dig deep enough and get past all this super interesting super stuff, 
villains, heroes, super serums, you can actually find regular-ass police reports from both specifically guards as well as the regular police department, but same difference, really. They all answer to the same people. From what it looks like from at least some of these reports, is that the police department takes most of their problems to Ini anyway. They're more efficient, have more resources, have flying people, you know. And a majority of problems are tied to villain activity these days. With ordinary crime so efficiently prevented, what with all the gun regulations and Ini guards, even ordinary criminals can be classed as Ini business because they used a ray gun or wore a mask. They're not picky at all. That should be their slogan. Any. We don't discriminate. No criminal is too ordinary not to be our business. I'm a genius. Hire me as your marketer, Any. But whatever. The only real conclusion I came to is that the only thing more boring than being an Any street guard with a post that never changes is being a cop. All of your cases are just handed over to someone else. Actually, that doesn't sound so bad. I really need a job. It must be real bad if I think just doing nothing sounds appealing. Ugh. Oh yeah, concerning the super business. The force is forcefully forcing himself back into the public eye, and if you think that sentence was obnoxious, you're gonna love the vlog he posted online a few days back. Basically, he's been very subtly helping people in recent weeks. Really carefully. And now thinks this excuses him from having to pay for the damage he previously caused. He did raise some reasonable points about how any heroes didn't have to pay, but he did not care to explain why he wouldn't just work for any as well if he wanted to be as privileged as their heroes so badly. It was also really hard to listen to because every third sentence was followed up by a Star Wars quote. Only from the original trilogy, though. He does have some self-respect left, apparently. Okay, that should cover anything noteworthy that happened. I mean, yeah, Minimizer is being sneaky or whatever, but they've nothing to tell about it yet. And Reaper is a constant worry on their mind, but his motif hasn't changed recently. So, I'll be getting back to my life now. Like I said, I did a lot of sister hunting. To no avail at first. But then I went back to Audrey's apartment and realized she had a computer there. Luxurious goods only available to those who have not spent a lot of their money on hair and can therefore hardly afford a replacement for their current crappy laptop. It took me two days to figure out that her password was tech support number one, which I can only assume was not her doing. I spent the first day going through versions upon versions of Stargirl as a password, eventually admitting to myself that, even as a superhero, Audrey wasn't narcissistic at all. I figured out that tech support might have set up the computer for her halfway through the second day of typing odd phrases into my sister's computer, since Audrey herself is not particularly computer savvy, and tech support one wasn't a big leap from there. Of course, Tech never comes off as the narcissistic type either, but he does cherish his profession, and he probably thought it was funny to make his colleague type his name into a computer every day. Honestly, I'd totally do the same. Once I'd gotten into the computer, I checked Audrey's email, which was flooded with mails from me, obviously, but they were all marked as red, so she must have checked them from somewhere else, or someone else checked them for her. Because I like to think she would have answered, but the implications of someone else checking her mail are also very worrying. So I'm not thinking about it too hard right now. Before you think it, no, I was not stupid enough to be unaware that activity on our computer is probably monitored. At this point, I just didn't care anymore. I did find some rare back-and-forth emails that seemed to be between working colleagues. I mailed that address because I assumed a concerned sister writing a colleague of her not-really-missing-sister wouldn't make it too obvious that in reality I was worried that there's some superhero craziness going on. Also, I couldn't mail a conspicuous address even if I wanted to. Nothing at all on Audrey's computer indicates that she works for any. 
obviously. They are professionals. Most of the time, at least. And about the not really missing, I did talk to the police first before invading my sister's privacy. Again, thanks for assuming the worst. But the cop I talked to told me if she was able to contact me and tell me that nothing's wrong, they can't file a missing persons report as long as I had no other reason to believe she was taken against her will. Which... I'm uncertain if I do anyway. I just... I want my sister, goddammit. I want my sister who's not supposed to be tied up in secret hijinks like me. Jeez, for her sake, I hope she's not tied up in hijinks like me. Either way, I'm on my own. I didn't get an answer back immediately, and I was about to believe they'd just ignore me, but the next day Audrey texted me, When I get back, we're going to have a chat about privacy. I told you I'm just holed up at work and you don't have to worry. See you soon. Love A. Which does sound a lot like Audrey. It also proves she was still in possession of her phone, so I tried tracking that fruitlessly for the thirteenth time, as well as answer with my usual, as if that's a good excuse for not showing up for weeks on end. So yeah, either they upped their security, or the day I tracked her to that Stargirl fight was a fluke. And then yesterday, I got a mail back from the colleague, Sam.Sanders, saying, How did you get this address? Your sister is fine, message her, not me. And keep your nose out of other people's business. But seeing as when I tried to log into her computer again the next day the password had been changed, I could give an educated guess about who Sam Sanders is. Unless they had the intern who feeds Greg change it. Yes, Greg Burdington continues to be well-fed by Innie, which grows more and more amusing to me every time I swing by. He's much more happy to be taken out of his cage as well recently, so whoever comes to feed him also plays with him. I don't mind sharing Greg, especially since he was kind of a shared pet from the get-go, and as long as he still loves me most, he can have other friends. I am starting to worry if he'll even remember Audrey, though. <sighs> I'm trying so hard to get into contact with her, but apparently she cares about her job more than us. Me, Greg, and our parents, who haven't heard from her either, but it's not like they expected something. Generally, our folks are super busy and assume no news is good news, because we'd call them in case of emergency. But besides that, they don't expect much from us. It sounds like bad parenting, but they're great, trust me. I see it this way. If Audrey is telling the truth and just bailing because she's working, I've got to get her to come back even more. She can't do this to me just after I moved here. And if she's lying, then... <sighs> I'm getting really irritated. My headache is getting worse again. Audrey will hear from me. And her little friend, too. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. That's www.normally-ordinary.com. And remember, behind every mask is someone whose beauty you can't quite grasp in words, but their eyes. Their eyes. <laughs>